Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange hosted by myself, Mike, and Ed M. Welcome to the show. Hello, hey, gentlemen. Everybody. How are you? Hey, gentlemen. Um, Hello, everybody else. <laughs> I'm curious if we agree on the biggest story of the week being the Trump arrest. What happened? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, obviously that's the biggest story. <laughs> uh, did Did you guys watch his uh, speech last night? No, did you? Uh, yes, I did. Um, and I, I mentioned. I watched it too. I, I mentioned in our secret communication channels, top secret communication channels, how uh, he was. He actually managed to get a, a campaign speech out of the whole deal, which I think played to his favor. Um, and I, I think he did a good rundown of how, since the day he walked down those escalators, they've been out to get him and destroy him. So. Well, let me ask you something. And it's too bad Daniel's not with us to defend Trump this week because yeah. I, I, I want to just rip into him. I, I'm, I'm really disappointed in the way Trump has handled this. Um, yes, he laid out all those chart, all those phony uh, attacks on right. him. This was the perfect opportunity for him to say, I'm not going. I'm not turning myself in. This is a sham. DeSantis has already said he's not going to let let uh, uh, he's not going to cooperate with extradition. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I'm going to work with the rest of the Republican governors and I'm going to work with them to try and get them to do what DeSantis did. And I'll campaign in my 20 or 25 states. And and Alvin Bragg is the one who should be arrested. Alvin Bragg should, is the one who should be on trial for, for what he's doing here. And and I'm this is how I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm going to drain the swamp by calling it out and fighting it. He is not fighting it at all. He's cooperating with it. He is saying that this, he, he, when he says, I'm going to adhere to the standards of due process and go to an arraignment voluntarily, he is saying that this is a legitimate proceeding and it's anything but legitimate. This was his moment to say, F you all, and not just lay out the things he laid out in that speech, but lay those things out and say, and that's why I'm not cooperating with this. This is an absolute sham, and we're going to protect America by not complying with it. That's what he should have done. Wow. I'm not shocked you're saying that. I'm a little surprised <laughs> you're saying that. Mike, what's your reaction? Well, I mean, I'm surprised. Of course, I know my friend Ed always has a different take on things. So, um I, I don't know. I mean, I can't sit here and argue against it. It, it would certainly have been the well, nuclear, let me let me follow up with this. It would have been a nuclear option, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Why the heck did he demand that DeSantis protect him from extradition when he was going to voluntarily surrender himself anyway? What kind of absolute bogus thing was that? Okay. Now let's admit that there were some pundits who didn't even think he was going to be arrested. Who thought he made that part up? Uh, I didn't think he was going to be arrested. Yeah. I was one of them. I didn't say that. Given um, I had had that fleeting thought of he should have said, no, I'm just not going. The nuclear option, as Michael call it. Um, obviously, I'm conflicted on that. I guess it would have been very uh, gratifying in one sense. 
but it would have been making a very, very firm stance. And obviously the press and Congress, yeah. and everybody, they probably, by the way, and before you guys say they can't do it, just be careful what you say, they would have impeached him. <laughs> and why not? A post-impeachment, we can have a pre-impeachment. A, pre, a post-impeachment. Listen, they take away his, um, his Secret Service, take away his pension, etc. Well, I, I mean, it would have gone nuts, but I, I like the idea. Ed, you're saying he should have done it going forward. Just I'm not complying with this at all. It's a total kangaroo court. And yeah, I have yeah. to do with it. Would he have no. kept any Republican backing at all? And does it matter? I think he could have won a lot of Republican backing. I think that's what people really want. They want somebody, they want somebody who's going to drain the swamp. They want somebody who's going to stand up to this tyranny. And he could have done that. Instead, he filled the swamp. He said, This is a legitimate proceeding. I'm going to show up. My lawyers are going to be there. I'm going to enter a plea. And then he had to, and then he 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 let that judge lecture him about what he could say or can't say to defend himself in the in the lead up to the trial and the judge admonished him that he's you know he might put a gag order in if he doesn't if he doesn't uh, toe the line this guy is a declared candidate for political office and a judge is threatening to 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 shut him up if he says the wrong thing and and nobody cares what happened to democracy what happened to freedom of speech Okay, Why so, isn't Trump standing up for his own freedom of speech? God help us if he would ever stand up for somebody else's freedom of speech. But this is well, his freedom of speech. He certainly attacked that, that judge last night. And I was almost surprised about that when he, when he did it. <laughs> okay, so some of the you questions know, I asked myself were, if the judge would have put a total gag order on him, and before you say that's crazy, look what they did to Netanyahu in Israel, and I'll tell you what they did if you don't know. Um, what if the judge would have said a total gag, gag order? And for that matter, had the judge said he's a flight risk, he's got his own plane, I'm jailing him until the end of the trial, would anybody have reacted? I mean, yes, he would have gotten well, an appeal tomorrow. Well, let me let me I, double I, down I on that. Reacted to that. Huh? I think people would react, but let me double down. What would they do? What, what would they do? What, what, what could Trump have said? I mean, what, is he going to say at that point, well, this is illegitimate, I'm not complying? They would have walked him away in handcuffs. I, I kind of wonder why they didn't. You know, one of my mentors always says it's hierarchy, not hypocrisy. I'll be you. Yeah. Why didn't they just lock him up? They could have kept him overnight. There's nothing he could have done. I don't know for sure. I've thought about that. Um, my Imagine best... sending him to Rikers. I mean, they apparently had some deal with the Secret Service, but there's nothing in American jurisprudence that I know of that stops a judge from putting him in Rikers overnight until they get another judge to say no. My best guess is that this is all theater on all sides. Both Democrats and Trump, Team Trump want Trump to be the Republican nominee. And putting him in jail... I don't know that that would have helped him because he, it would make him less likely to be the, the nominee. Well, it would make him more likely to win the general, general. I think, I think it would have been too much of a martyr right now. It looks like they're just, they're, they're prosecuting a criminal. They think he's a criminal, but I think it would have been too far. I think, but I'm, I, I'm really not sure. I think it's a great question. I, I spent time thinking about that this week. I, I don't have a good answer. I, frankly, I'm, I was surprised the judge didn't put a gag order in place. I was a little surprised. The thing is, there's really nothing anybody can do. I mean, you know, 
Ancillary to this is the mayor of New York warning a congresswoman to behave herself in his town. Correct. Same what thing. Would anybody have done? They would have just arrested everybody. And why not? They have an empty jail cell because that uh, horn guy is out. Which is exactly why this was the moment for Trump to, to pull the curtain back and say, this is all a sham. We're not putting up with this anymore. And he could have been the leader. He could have been the leader. If he says, I'm not going, I'm not dealing with it. I think he would have had not just millions, but tens of millions of people standing up and staying right beside him saying, we're not putting up with this anymore either. But that's not what he said. All he did was bitch and moan afterwards and use it as a fundraising tool. That's what Trump has done at least since the end of, since the end of his presidency. He has fundraised and fundraised and raised money and he hasn't used it to benefit our cause one iota. I'm still waiting for him to set up a legal defense fund well, for the J6 people. You know, it's interesting the way you're, you know, you're talking about this. And I know you've accused him of having more bark than, than bite. And I think there's some validity to that. But I mean, if, he, if that's what he really truly is, then what the hell are they worried about? I, I mean, don't think the Democrats just, are worried about him. What, well, then why are they trying to crucify him? Oh, because, Mike, come on. I can answer thousands that. of people will never run for office because of this. They're very smart. They know okay, that. But, yeah, I mean, more than that. No, I got a better reason. I, mean, it's, it's, I think I think this is not they're trying to inoculate themselves from future prosecutions. Any uh, a, a future uh, prosecution of Biden or Hillary or or any of them. They don't care. They're going to say, that. of course, they care that they, they don't. They nothing want to happen to them. Huh? Nothing ever happens to them. What, what are they were? Who's going to come after them? Unless that unless now that they. You know, Republicans really start to fight fire with fire, and then they'll have something to worry about. I don't see there has not been an iota of medical research that arresting a previous president helps people get more testosterone and grow certain bodily parts. Not one iota. So don't even think that. There are not a lot of people calling for local prosecutors to go after Biden for crimes he did in certain states, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe there'll be one or two prosecutors who have those uh, male equipment parts, but they would be destroyed by their party within five seconds. Can you imagine a Florida prosecutor doing it? Trust me, he'd be crushed. Same in Texas, same in any other state. We just don't have it in us to do. Lindsey Graham would call them and tell them to shut up, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what, if, what if we started going after some of their some of their billionaires? You know, about their politicians. Ed, I hate to accuse you this right before Passover, but that was anti-Semitic. Wow. Because you really were referring to those international Jewish bankers and George Soros, and clearly that could only have come from a place of anti-Semitism. Well, Zuckerberg is Jewish too. That's what you see. There you go. By the way, in Virginia. Where, where, where is, where is uh, where Facebook is located? But the press uh, has been playing this that anything you say against anybody is anti-Semitism. Well, because every Jew is protected by that for some ridiculous reason. These Republican governors in Republican states should look for some of these people that are funding this nonsense and start arresting those people. Well, I tell you, Lindsey Graham, you know, he might be full of hot air half the time. But he was on TV last night acting all pissed off and saying, send money to Trump and all this. So listen, I mean, you can say what you will. Yeah, it's a grift. Yeah, Graham is for say, sure say, grift. Say what you will. I mean, he's not standing there and saying he's not he's not you know standing with 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 Trump on this. 
the, that they would put the kibosh on Republican prosecutors starting to do the same thing in retaliation. Okay. If if Republicans had, you know what, mm-hmm. how about they just shut Congress down? Well, that too. They could shut the House down. Shut the, shut, and they can shut the Senate down if there's no quorum, if the 49 people aren't there, correct? Shut it down. Yeah, I'm not sure how many you, how many are required for a quorum. I would assume you need like two thirds or something. But the point, just shut it down. We're not showing up. You know, it's amazing because the left, again, following Israel, the left does not mind going ballistic. I don't know if you guys saw that Ehud Barak, the ex-prime minister of Israel, the other day tweeted that Israel is a nuclear power. And he had to erase his tweet because officially Israel is not a nuclear power. You know, but they have this... um I forget what they call it, not ambivalent, this sort of vague thing they never admit they have, they never admit they don't. Strategic ambiguity. There you go. Thank you. That was the big word I was looking for. And their own ex-prime minister admitted they were a nuclear power and had to back down. Israel literally shut an entire country down for threatening to actually have a fair judiciary. And what I said about Netanyahu, part of what was crazy about Israel is the Supreme Court of Israel and the attorney general had told Netanyahu he has no right to talk about the entire issue. So the Knesset, their parliament, passed a special law saying that he has the right to talk about it. He talked about it. And the attorney general now says, well, he broke the law, but he's not in contempt of court. That's what Israel's holding. To put a, a prime minister in contempt of court for talking about a law that the parliament passed. So that's the left model. There's no reason why they shouldn't make a gag order on our president. And the right never is going to do that. The right's not going to go that far. They're not going to burn down a country. I think that'd be really cool. Well, Lindsey Graham, somebody tweet him, you lead a walkout in the Senate. All 48, 49 senators just leave. Why why couldn't Trump be the one to be to lead? Trump is the one running to be the leader. Why couldn't I'm not Trump be the one? But, but these grifters who go on Hannity all day and yell and scream, maybe they should do something also serious. Okay, I don't. I'm not putting Trump, letting Trump off the hook at all. But um, where's everybody else? Good question. I mean, it, this is the Republican Party is 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 part of the problem. I mean, listen. Well, what's uh, interesting is you had some of the unlikely speak up. You had Mitt Romney, you had the mustache guy, you had certain people who said, we hate Trump, we don't want him to be president, but this is outrageous. If I had a nickel for every article that said, this is the death of our country, I'd be very, very wealthy right now. Again, what are I people mean, I, doing about? I, even, even a guy like Ari Fleischer was on last night saying Republicans better fight fire with fire last night. I mean- Wait, does that mean Jeb's going to get another exclamation point? I mean, what does that mean? It, Maybe I'll get some energy. I don't know. <laughs> but listen, I, I mean, I think when you hear somebody like that on TV saying those things and talking about how serious it is, then I, you know, I think that there, I have a little bit of hope that some of these Republicans will wake the hell up. So I'm going to channel my mentor here. Um, the best the Republicans will do will, will be to bark. They never bite, whereas the left followed up their bark with some big bites. Um, you know, impeachments, J6ers, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> they're not afraid to do that. No, obviously, they're not afraid of. Anything. I just don't see the right ever doing that's what that's 
that's why I, I don't agree with what Ed was saying before. What, what do they care about? Somebody's not going to come after them. They're inoculating. I don't think anybody would. Not, I think they know not nobody. inoculating themselves from any. And of they them. have the and they have the press, you know, to try to destroy their them. political opponents and anything they can get away with, they're going to get away with. Well, then why why aren't they going after DeSantis? Why are they going after Trump? They're Who just they won't go after DeSantis. They will if he pokes his head if up. He becomes the nominee. Him. They'll be they'll be trying to crucify him too. You this is that. really interesting, Ed. Speaking of DeSantis, are you following this uh, Disney thing that just happened? That apparently Disney outfoxed him. Um, I did see that that they made some contractual arrangement right before the the law that he passed got passed went into effect. You know anything about it? Like, do you understand it? Uh, he gonna win? I don't. I, I don't know more than what I just told you. I haven't looked at all the. I facts saw something about he's doing a quote criminal investigation into it. I don't know what the criminal thing is, but wow, that was a pretty slick move, though. Even if it just pushes off the inevitable. So Ed, just so I know, I mean, what's the other ramification if Trump hadn't gone? Found in contempt, like what? What other charges are they going to throw at him at that point? Well, he'd be a fugitive. He'd, he'd, he'd have been a fugitive, exactly. Fugitive. Mm-hmm. I think he could have worn that. He could have worn that very, very well. And I think, from his perspective, he, that would have been a great fundraising grift as well. But at least then he would have been standing up for what, what, what's right. But then, mm-hmm. how many? How many elected Republicans and um, public Republicans? would have peeled off how many would have supported that i say about two and i can't name them well steven the guy is trying to be the leader of the republican party the leader of the free world why couldn't he get garner support the same way that he got desantis to 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 protect him from extradition why didn't he convene a, a summit of all republican governors at mar-a-lago and say how are we going to deal with this we have to deal with this we cannot allow the democrat party to weaponize the legal system against all of us. He could have convened a summit at Mar-a-Lago to discuss that. He could have put it on live TV if he wanted to. I mean, he could have done stuff. I mean, all right, I'm gonna, off the top think, of my head. I think we're going to close this show down very early because no one's going to top that idea today. <laughs> that one is 100%, Ed. You nailed it. We can't beat that one. I agree with you. That would have been amazing. And then he would have put the Republican governors on the spot who said they don't even want to talk about it. I think that's brilliant. Well, exactly. He exactly. could have done a, a and, version but more of importantly, the- not just putting them on the spot. I'll let you talk in a second, Mike. But that's how you lead. He's, he's, a, he's a coward. He's not leading. He's afraid to be a fugitive. He's afraid to stand up to them. He's, afraid, he's willing to bark. He's willing to, to tell them how evil they are. But when it comes to actually doing something about it, he doesn't drain the swamp. He fills the swamp. And it just drives me crazy. Or does he just go where he gets the most amount of pictures? He could have had a new version of The Apprentice for a district attorney candidate or something. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love your idea, Ed, because you're right. If he could have found a way to put the right on the spot, that that would have been kind of interesting, and and you're definitely correct. As uh, I mean, leadership that would have been interesting too. But I mean, it doesn't even have to be adversarial. I mean, it could have been, hey, we're all in this together. We're all Republicans. They are coming after all of us, right? And he I always mean, says they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just in the right. middle. So yeah, that would have been the perfect segue. And he could have, you're right, call in the Republican governors and let's see who shows up. 
and let's and but more importantly, not just see who shows up. It's not about attacking yeah. the Republican governors who don't show up. It's about showing that I'm willing to be a leader for all of us and not just I want to be the king. I need to be president again. It's all about me. He could have been a leader and he just didn't lead at all. And it and I'm, I'm animated about it because it pisses me off. He had so, this was a perfect opportunity for him to show leadership and to show that he's learned something in the two and a half years that he's been out of office. Should at the very least, he should have insisted on a Zoom arraignment and not gone at the very least. I mean, to me, any kind of cooperation with the arraignment legitimizes the process. And I don't think he should have legitimized the process at all. I wouldn't have given him a plea. I wouldn't have given him anything. I wouldn't have shown up. I wouldn't have done a Zoom. I wouldn't have done anything. I would have said, come and get me, fellas. I got the Secret Service protecting me. I've got governors. The Secret Service could be taken away in an instant. I believe the Secret Service. Not by Alvin Bragg. Don't they report to the president? I mean, what are the laws as far as the Secret Service? They report to somebody. Are they executive branch? They are executive branch. I mean, there there must be some legislation on the books about how. Well, Mike, Mike, Mike. Is the L word? Oh my God, legislation. <laughs> Did you not learn civics? Executive orders trump that every time. Fair point. I seriously, got Biden would have said this is a crisis for America. We keep <laughs> taxpayer money to help a fugitive. On the contrary, it's a felony to help a fugitive. Okay. And, and if they did something the- like and if he did something like that, then DeSantis should send the state troopers to protect them. Same difference. You got to fight. I mean, that's I all. To say, I hate you know to what? say this, Mike, but Ed's making a really convincing case. <laughs> no, yeah, I kind of like it. I had saying it didn't cross my mind for him to do that. But it, you are right. Ed is putting together a very compelling case and it would have created a real crisis and one that maybe we really would have welcomed and embraced. Because and, now we and, have yeah, this crisis. We need that crisis. crisis. Yeah. yeah. I, I, because we're in a crisis, but we're exactly. not taking it to the you know yes. to the max here. Now, okay. I, part of me would say, well, he's never going to get a lawyer. Um, I mean, anybody who would have even written his name, even in a card game, would have been disbarred. I mean, there's no lengths to which they won't go. He apparently hired this super hot lawyer. I don't remember his name, who, who supposedly had to leave his law firm to uh, defend yeah. him. But what if they simply say anybody who helps him is disbarred? You know what? He's got you've got to fight. You can't cave into that pressure. If that's what happens, then you start. Then you say, look at what they're doing. This is the weaponization. This is why I'm not complying with the process, because it's a sham process. They don't want me to defend myself. They don't want They don't. This is a kangaroo court, as Mike said. And and America, wake up. And I think it's interesting because Florida would have been a place to do it because DeSantis would be Mm -hmm. hard pressed to now fold. And say we're not going to back you. That would put this in a horrible spot. Um, yeah. It's, well, it would have put both candidates in an interesting position. That's for sure. No, because DeSantis already said yeah. I want extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already yeah. put in a position. He doesn't want to go back on that. <laughs> I, um, and by the way, DeSantis wins if Trump gets crushed. If Trump goes too far, DeSantis kind of wins. So I, I don't know. Now it's interesting. Mike, I haven't 
been paying too much attention to the news. It's a big Jewish holiday very shortly, but you're in New Jersey. You're not that far. Did you see the whole Manhattan on fire the other night? I, I missed it. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, it was a blaze. The intense rioting. I mean, stories yeah. broken mm-hmm. into, et cetera, but, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so laughable when the, the mayor of New York City comes out and, it, and is warning how anybody will be arrested if they do any anything. If you light a firecracker, they're going to- Unless they it. shoot a cop, yeah. in which case- Yeah, yeah. Unless unless you're wearing an Antifa shirt or a BLM shirt. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, you don't I mean, even know what to they're say. They're all over the, uh, what's his name, Bragg, what are they calling him now, Fat Alvin. They're all over yeah. him. They're a little <laughs> bit, they're a little bit ripping into Adams. I think yeah. the chutzpah of saying that to a congressperson by name, mm. again, you know, maybe Ed is right. I hate to use this um, metaphor, but I can't think of a better one at the moment. It's like an abscess. And until it explodes, it's just going to keep building. And maybe we need to Mm. just pop it. And pop it would be to take it to the extreme. Well, that's what they keep baiting and goading everybody into doing, right? And sooner or later, you have to think the Republicans won't, you know, won't hold on that tight. It really is interesting. I assume the taxpayers paid Secret Service to fly with him to New York. I know that supposedly Congress is upset that federal funds were used for the prosecution, which is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how that works, obviously. Mm -hmm. I kind of wonder why Trump did fly to New York. I mean, it's not cheap flying a 757 to New York. I mean, do you think he even considered the idea that Ed threw out there? I mean, I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, no, because who advises him and does anybody does anybody have any influence on him except for Jared? Here's another one that I, I wish Daniel were here to push back on. Ed, when did Ed, ever... Ed, remember, this will be in Daniel's ma- mailbox within an hour. Great. <laughs> is coming back. When, when did Trump ever stand up to them? Did he did he reject their budgets? No. If you look back at all four budgets that he signed and and all the big bills like the CARES Act. He got more Democrats signing on to them than Republicans, certainly a much higher percentage. When has he stood up to them? He has he worked with the Democrats on, on everything. He yeah, didn't stand now, up to them on anything. Now it's going to be different. Now he's really going to drain this. Well, so, some well, have. Why some did have, he do it now? Some, Sorry, have theor- some have theorized that his foreign policy really did piss off the, the people in the State Department, right? That he didn't he didn't play along with all that kind of bullshit that results in, in Russia, Ukraine, and, and all the other problems, right? That he was actually on point about a lot of this stuff and, and went completely against everything that they've stood for for decades. Okay, so let's say he had the guts to go against the State Department, but not against everything else. And yes, he won his judges. Yeah, I mean, well, he, nice, but... he got his judges. He got his little tax cuts, but... You know, he caved on the budget, you know, that one time when he's like, I got to get the military spending. So he gave them everything else that they want. Does anybody care? Um, I don't know if you saw the El Salvador president, um, what he said. Does anybody care that we, quote, unquote, lost the moral high ground of lecturing other countries? Or is that a uh, shift that has? <laughs> well, I think, you should read his, I think you should read his whole quote. I love this quote. Now America can't start lecturing the rest of the world on democracy. 
Good. Let's stop interfering with the rest of the world. Let them solve their own problems. I think it's to the extent that he's right. Great. That benefits us. This mm-hmm. nonsense of us sending our military to, to spread the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence is, has been a disaster and we need to end it. And if this disaster at home is going to end it, fan, fantastic. Let's do it. So you feel that it has been more exposed that we're not a democracy than two weeks ago with everything else that we've done. I mean, no. I suppose on some, to some extent, but my, my point is if that's the perception of the rest of the world, great. If that's the perception of our foreign policy establishment, great. I'm going to tell you, Ed, I think when I met you, I considered you more of a Reagan conservative. I'm not sure. Um, I know as a Reagan conservative, this is very difficult for me because believe it or not, I grew up revering this country. Uh, I do too. Really, really, with all I've moved towards libertarianism and secession, et cetera, this still hurts that America is just what's left. Disintegrating. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's one thing to proactively, let's say, interfere uh, in other countries, but to be a beacon of freedom and, and liberty and democracy it's gone. It's gone. Well, I mean, yeah, we, don't, we don't even believe it. We don't believe it. Of course, of course, we should be jaded. Every, everything we grew up believing about our it's, country. It's so funny being, because, you know, undermined. Israel is jailed, I think, two prime ministers and one president. Yes, it's a parliamentary system, but it's still, it's nothing to be, I don't think it's something to be proud of. Yeah, we're a functioning democracy and we follow the law, blah, blah, blah. But I think America even more, it would be like, I don't know, be like imprisoning King Charles or something. It's just. I don't know what else there is to add to it. I mean, it's part of the the big reason is conversations about secession are happening. And I, I see it in my political circles from other people now that you see the chatter more and more. You know, people are more and more open to the idea. Americans united for peaceful separation. That's where you send them. I mean, you know, everybody, not everybody, a lot of people are saying we're more and more self-sorting. And I know you said you didn't get a chance to see the show notes. NAACP tells black people not to move to Florida. It's gotten so desperate. Talk about self-sorting. I mean, besides all the other things they're doing to segregate. Part of me is like, amen, not because they're black. I would love to have a whole bunch of really good people like maybe Alan West and Ben Carson, et cetera, et cetera. I love them all to move to Florida. But the idea of you can't move to Florida because it's too right wing, I'm loving it. Uh-huh. Let DeSantis win by 50 points. Exactly. I think I think self-sorting really is the only option short of, God forbid, a civil war. Amen. And, that, and that's happening. People are voting with their it's, feet. It's definitely all- happening. And if the left would stop trying to win all 50 states, this really could peacefully sort itself out quite well. Problem is the left will not leave one state with any type of freedom whatsoever. Well, the bigger problem is that the Republican Party is looking to hasten that defeat, their defeat. Even when even the states that they win, they they, they govern like Democrats. So let's talk about Wisconsin for a minute. Um 
apparently there was more money in that judicial race than in the history of the world, and Republicans lost. Um, I didn't see much about that. Wasn't abortion a huge issue there? Wasn't apparently it was the swing vote on the court. And remember, courts aren't political. I remember Obama saying that, but it was the swing vote, and this yeah. race. I think it's an incumbent that lost or somebody who had been the judge, but the Republicans couldn't win that race. I always thought Wisconsin is kind of purple. I, I don't know. No. But uh, here's, my, here's my take on that. Yes, abortion was a big issue in that race. But the reason the Republicans are losing the abortion issue and getting hammered on it is because they're refusing to connect it to COVID and medical tyranny and my body, my choice. They have they have surrendered that issue to the Democrats and the Democrats are just pounding them over the head over it. There is no way on God's green earth that the Democrats should own that issue. Every Republican running should have pictures of Anthony Fauci and jabs and needles and blood on on every campaign ad saying we're the ones who respect your body. We're the ones who want to give you a choice. We're the ones who want you to be able to choose whether to take a jab or take ivermectin or whatever. And the Republicans are the ones who have preemptively surrendered without a fight. So, of course, the Democrats are hammering well, them. They didn't surrender without a fight. They were the ones pushing all of this, weren't they? I mean, uh, who invented this vaccine and still won't, you know, Correct. back? They're right. screwed by that. They really, like you said, by not making a U-turn on that, they, they're Well, stuck. you know, one of them has. DeSantis has. Yeah. DeSantis was in favor of the vaccines. He was in favor of shutdowns for the first month or so. He he said, I, I made a mistake and I did it wrong. And, right. But and Trump, Florida is, it's way too late. Um, I guess, yeah, some people in Congress can make noise. But yeah, T-shirt saying my body, my choice with a syringe on it, I guess. I'm just saying, I mean, I think Republicans are getting hammered on that issue, but it's only because they refuse to fight. They have a powerful weapon way more powerful than than the Dobbs decision. The reality is 50% of the population is is pro-life and 50% is pro-abortion. Pro, pro that's a 50-50 issue or 52-48. I mean, that's not a, that's not a big split. Uh, that, that's, that's a hotly contested issue. It is way more, there are way more people that are for medical freedom than, they, than are for being forced to take a jab that you don't want, being forced to inject pregnant women with a jab, being forced to forcing young babies to take a jab. The Republicans have a winning issue. They just don't want to fight it. They don't want well, to. Republicans it. don't want to have to explain why it's my body, my choice with a jab, but it's not with abortion. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go there. It's too. I mean, they could, yeah, you can point can out say that it is my body, my choice in abortion, but there's another body involved. I mean, but I, that's already too complicated thinking for Republicans, and they don't think. Well, is it is it less complicated to get your butts kicked in in, in, a, in that in in a, in a race in a statewide race in Wisconsin? How many how many races do they have to lose before they figure out? Okay, so Ed, Ed, this is why I said we should end the show before that one. I'm surprised <laughs> you're making that comment. Republicans prefer to lose. <laughs> I mean, don't they, by history, they like being in the minority. They like being, you know, the poor slobs who are always in yeah. second place and they don't want to lead. I mean, Lord knows we have that in New Jersey. And, you know, just, just recently, one of the state senators in, in New Jersey was responding to uh, 
you know, somebody saying that the, new, the GOP in New Jersey needs to be blown up. And basically his response was, we need to be Democrat-like in New Jersey. Otherwise, we can't win. What are they in New Jersey at the moment? But they don't win anything. Right. But the they, they don't win anything really... being that. They don't. They, I'm honestly like, <laughs> I know this is like stating the obvious, but there's so many Republicans in New Jersey. They don't deserve a damn vote from any single conservative ever again. Well, I don't want to mention any names, um, but we kind of got acquainted with each other directly or indirectly through the Cruz campaign. And I remember the Cruz rally in New Jersey mm -hmm. and they had someone introduce him who was way, way up in the Republican Party there, who is so far left that when I found out how so far left he was, it absolutely blew my mind. And I'm like, that's who they pick? In New who, are we, who are we talking about? I'm not going to mention a name. It's a member of my tribe. And I was stunned <laughs> that you couldn't get somebody a little bit conservative, somebody not bragging about having worked with every Democrat governor and been an environmentalist and all this other stuff. Like, don't they have anybody on their roster? And because I didn't know well, New Jersey politics very my, well. My former boss was his, his spokesman in New Jersey, which was Steve Lonigan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was the last man standing thing that should have been a challenge at the convention back in 2016. So. Okay, let's move on to important things like balloons. Does it matter all of this stuff coming out that, believe it or not, Biden was lying and this balloon probably mm -hmm. got a tremendous amount of intelligence? Yeah. Even NBC is forced to report on it. Again, does anybody really care? We'll care uh, when, when there's a hot war with China. So here's my problem. We talk about the hot war with China. Are you saying that that means they're going to come over here to our mainland and fight us here? Because I don't no, see. I think they're going to. I think they're going to sink our Pacific fleet when we try and defend Taiwan. Right. No, that that I think is possible. I just don't. I don't think that we're in any danger in that sense. Yes, they can destroy our economy that way. And by the way, we'd probably just surrender, wouldn't we? Or we'd ram one of our boats into another. Do we even have a Navy? I don't know. It's probably being led by John McCain. Well, they're renaming boats after him, aren't they? And we're probably too busy training for LGBTQ, LMNOB mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, that's true. I mean, yeah, I think China could wipe out the Pacific fleet. And I think... My guess is they would leave us alone as long as they could dominate the world economy. They can't exactly conquer the United States. Correct? No, but they might they might be willing to try and take out our, our tactical nukes. I think they would know that they if they rule over us economically, I, I just sort of think it would end like that. We'd be sort of well, their serfs, but I mean, you know, maybe Ed Powell is our defense expert. He would have right. a better uh, better comment than I do would on that. Uh, the, the question to me is, what kind of vulnerabilities do we have in space? Because if they take out, you know, um, satellites. satellites and and the, they take the, take a shot at the grid and things like that. But might, I don't see. I just don't see never them coming, coming over here that. and taking over Washington D.C. I see them more yeah. as having the threatening power of we could take out your grid, we could knock down your satellites, therefore right. continue to do everything we want you to do. I could see that. 
I could see us being, what did they call us in Israel? Not, not a satellite nation. What was it, the word they used? Because some of the Israeli parliament got really upset at the Americans. You know, we're not the 51st state. It said we're not just a client. Um, I could see China ruling us like that in a sense they are now by owning all of our debt, owning all of our pharmaceuticals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. But again, yeah. I think the Democrats want that because they think they're going to be the last ones eaten. And Republicans don't fight. Remember, isn't uh, somebody married to one of the uh, Chinese here? Mitch McConnell is married to Elaine Chow. I heard about that. I mean, I don't want to deduce from that name that she's in any way not a born American. So, well, I mean, being, uh, being racist. If you believe in what Glenn Beck says, in a couple of years, we will be in at war. But, I mean, but what does that mean at war? They're not going to come here. I just don't see it. They, how would they? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe how through Mexico. Totally, yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Beck, who, you know, it's funny, for many, many years, I didn't listen to him at all because I thought he was way off the deep end on too many things. Mm -hmm. I think Beck has come way, way closer to the shallow side. And it's very scary um, mm -hmm. how much I think he's prescient about. You saw Jamie Dimon, who said that we're in really, really deep doo-doo economically. And this is not getting yep. better anytime fast. I think, you know, Beck is the one yelling about the economy falling apart. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, my buying- I've been yelling about the banking crisis for three years on this show. Mm -hmm. Which is why we're a much better show. Um, we're way ahead of the curve, as we say. And you, you've been yelling about the banking crisis for definitely as long as I know you. But yeah, which all plays back into China, of course, because they own us lock, stock and barrel. I know we had a bit of a, a discussion on the uh, our social media about um, the dollar losing its reserve currency status. I think there was a little bit of a dispute about that. Some countries are apparently trading on the Chinese uh, currency right now, and India is willing to trade on some other currency, I believe. Mm -hmm. But I know some people are saying- They're trying to create an alternative currency, yes. And they're trying to end the petrodollar so right now, all oil contracts in the world are denominated in dollars, which gives us a huge advantage. And, and it requires the rest of the world to have dollars because oil is what makes the world go. Um, and it allows us to expand our money supply um, without having inflation at home because there is a tremendous demand for dollars internationally. Um, to me, our, our government and our Federal Reserve have abused that their position. And one way to check that and end that abuse is for for the rest of the world to stop using dollars for uh, for oil contracts. We're going to have short term pain from that, but long term, that's going to be a good thing for us. Even if we lose our world reserve, the dollar loses world reserve status. See, I guess what I see happening is we're definitely not the one superpower. We're probably not going to be a superpower at all. And the only question is, how bad can that be? And if we ever got an American president again, could we get some of it back? I mean, I think we're in really bad shape. But How can we be a superpower when we, when we accept mutilating children, mutilating adults, mutilating the military, injecting people with jabs? I mean, forget about the economy. I mean, we're destroying ourselves by ourselves. We don't need China to invade. We're, we're doing it to ourselves. We couldn't defend ourselves right now. We're, 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 we're destroying our own readiness 
and just by how we're by the policies that we're endorsing, promoting, and 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 supporting and paying for. Is that I mean, is there any hope that we could have a president two years from now who somewhat reverses that, or is that gone? I have lots of hope. I don't think all is lost. I think the bigger question is on a cultural level, are we willing to stand up and fight? I mean, our children are being attacked from all sides. They're being attacked by these by the by the trans agenda, they're being attacked by the groomers, they're being attacked by pedophiles, they're being indoctrinated with leftist woke crap. And we're just allowing it to happen to our children. Where, where are the men in our country? Where where are the adults in our country? Uh, the men have been emasculated for decades. That's exactly, and that worked very well. There are very very few men left. Um, we have no more Hollywood heroes, etc. I mean, if you think about who we looked up to when we were little boys, and I don't even think we're allowed to look up to any males if we're little boys anymore. Maybe maybe Caitlyn Jenner. Um, so we're not even allowed to define what what the word means. Oh, that's interesting. So Ed P just posted that RFK is going to challenge Biden in 2024, RFK Jr. That would be fantastic. That would truly be, I mean, I hope that he has funding and is able to, to get on a stage with him because RFK will say things that Biden can't answer. Yeah, but he's also going to say things that Trump can't answer, obviously. Wow, he actually filed a statement of candidacy. Very interesting. Well, we still don't know if Biden is going to be up on a stage year, <laughs> two years from now. Well, he's definitely not going to be able to walk the stairs by himself. A year, year and a half. It's I interesting because they're saying he's going to wait now, maybe until the fall to decide. And I would assume there's a lot of Democrats not happy. Yeah. Well, we come back to this question that we talked about before, which is how do, how do they get him out of there and get somebody else in? I don't think they want RFK Jr. in. Well, that's true. They don't want Biden either. RFK Jr. is great on the medical stuff, but isn't he wacko lefty on everything else? To me, COVID is the, the, the medical stuff and the COVID tyranny is, is the number one issue right now, even more important than immigration and more important than Ukraine. It's That's the, the biggest issue to me because that's where our liberties are being curtailed. Um, I guess... I guess right up there with it, and they go hand in hand, is the big tech censorship. But why are they doing big tech censorship? To, to shut us up about the election, the election fraud and to stop, to, to shut us up from objecting to the medical tyranny. Where does uh, he live? Is, does he live here in New York? I don't know. Good question. I was seeing RFK Jr. Naomi Wolf ticket. That would be kind of interesting. She yeah, had, she had a lot of liberal credibility. I, I, I yeah. wonder if he said anything about this whole sham thing with Trump. RFK. I don't know. His voice is very annoying. I wish he would be like. Uh, this is true, also. But I, I mean, his book was was fantastic, and I, I actually gained a lot of respect for somebody who I thought was insane. It's a very sad thing to say, but with his name and his history, I'd be worried. And how sad is that? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Let's just hope he doesn't say anything negative about Hillary Clinton. Right. And I'm sure the CIA would never, ever do anything to hurt an American. So especially a Kennedy. You're you're making me long for when uh, Rush Limbaugh would parody Ted Kennedy. But anyway. (laughs) Oh, God.
era era yeah all right we're gonna close soon because we have to go on to the jewish holidays the jews among us but um what if anything else did we not yell about that we could have oh i know what i wanted to mention to my north carolina friends some Democrats just switched parties today, giving you a supermajority. You heard about yeah. that? No, in, in the North Carolina House of Representatives? North Carolina, and I don't want to comment on her looks, other than to say that it's not hard to look at her. No. And um, at least in the picture, her name is Trisha Cotham, and she's from Mecklenburg, well, wherever that is. Mecklenburg she's, is Charlotte. Okay, she switched parties. And apparently you now have a veto-proof supermajority. Wow, that is awesome. In, in, in theory, anyway. Um, yes, I mean, well, I, I can't I mean, imagine look, that. It, huh? I mean, North Carolina ha has, right now you have a supermajority, you were close to it. But somehow, some way, even in North Carolina, they got Medicaid expansion done and signed by that governor. Yeah. Doesn't happen without Republicans supporting Correct. it. So, Ed, you yeah. never heard of this lady? Um. Say the name again. Trisha C-O-T-H-A-M, Cotham, Cotham, I'm not sure. So this is what she's quoted as saying. Current Democrat Party is unrecognizable to her and many others. The party wants to villainize anyone who has free thought, free judgment, has solutions, who wants to get to work to better our state, not just right. sit in a meeting and have a workshop after a workshop. Um, if you don't do exactly what the Democrats want you to do, they will try to bully you. They will try mm -hmm. to cast you aside. Um, I think that's uh, kind of interesting that there's even a push for somebody to want to be a Republican, even in a sort of red state. Well, we're always well, happy I, when somebody gets off the crazy train, as we like to say. But that sounds uh, that sounds very much like what I heard from Jeff Van Drew here in New Jersey when he switched because the Democrats were trying to bully him into, uh, I don't know if it was impeaching Trump at the time or what, but that got him to switch parties. Because Charlotte's pretty blue, correct? I, that's what I was trying to think. interject with. I, I don't think a Charlotte uh, Republican is, is all that conservative, but we'll see. Yeah. Right. But Charlotte voters, I assume, are pretty Democrat. So if she's yes. got the guts to switch... That takes some guts, doesn't it? She's not like yeah. in, a, in a red area. So yes, but North Carolina is trending yeah. Republican, um, and the the likely Republican nominee for governor next year is going to be a very formidable candidate. Who's that going to be? The the vice guy? Yeah, the lieutenant governor, Mark He's Robinson. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so maybe she's just trying to get ahead of the curve. Is he as good as he, I mean, I haven't heard boo from him in a year. I don't live down there, but is he really following through? Is he really good? Well, does he I have mean, any power at all down there? Not a ton. I mean, he, he's, he's, he gives great speeches. He's fiery. Um, he's, you know, he's, uh, passionate. Um, he says the right things. He seems to stand on the right side of, of the issues. Um, so he's a white supremacist. Well, that's clear. I was about to say he's a male <laughs> version of uh, Winsome Sears, but then I realized I can't define that. So I didn't want to go there, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I, now, I assume when somebody switches parties, even just on the state level, they don't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to do that. I assume they survey, poll, uh, up to a million people. I, I think usually when they switch parties, 
It's to save their own hide. Because they can't be reelected on their party anymore? I, I, I would think so. I mean, that's... I only think of one example that, that contradicts that, Mike, and that was Phil Graham of Texas. Mm. Remember him? I do remember him, yeah. He, he was a Democrat, and he actually resigned as a... He, not, he didn't just switch parties. He resigned his seat and then ran in a special election mm -hmm. as a Republican and won. Right. Yeah. Yeah, usually, usually it's me, me, me first. Yeah, I mean, you're making oh. a really good point. God, are we cynical? Not cynical. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's... No, but it's a very good point. I will give you that. Just looking at experience. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's, it's valid to be cynical doesn't mean you're wrong it's having having these and these you know uh, you just did something with your eyes that seemed very racist <laughs> lock that out of the eventual video notice that right but yes I, I did i have two stories that we didn't get to that i think definitely <laughs> deserve mention one is the conviction of douglas mackey who Put up, a, yeah. Put up a meme, yeah. During in 2016, uh, with a, a black lady and saying, "If you want to vote for Hillary, text your vote to such and such a number." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, clearly, unambiguously, uh, political speech. Mm -hmm. um, and the not, Democrat did the exact exact same. The Democrat did exactly right. and was not prosecuted, but clearly protected First Amendment activity. The prosecutors, the, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland's Department of Justice went after her, uh, him, and some idiot judge allowed it to go forward, and a jury has convicted this this person. Ten uh, years or something he's facing? He's facing ten years. He hasn't been sentenced yet. Um, it's an outrage. Um, it's yet another example of the weaponization of the justice system against political opponents. Um and and I, I can't let this week go by without mentioning that story. Mm -hmm. uh, the other story that I wanted to mention is the insurrection in Tennessee by the trans people, uh, which they stormed the Capitol mm -hmm. and the gutless Republican governor doesn't seem to want to arrest anybody. And th again, this is a time to take a stand, make the enemy live up to their own rules. That's the Alinsky uh, rule. Yeah. And he they should be going after every last one of those people who stormed the Capitol in, in, in Nashville. Um, but, you know, as you guys correctly noted earlier, Republicans are all talk and no action. And sometimes At they're not At even best. talk. Right. Sometimes yeah. they're not even talk. Yeah, I got to tell you that the Mackey story, if somebody would have said an American could be convicted and go to jail for speech, it, this is no way that could happen. That's up there with a president being arrested. It can't happen. This really is mind blowing. Yes. So I, again, am I wrong? Maybe the Senate needs to just walk out. We got to start over. This can't, you know, again, everybody's yes. in there for their own reasons, but. We need some nuclear options. We need some leadership from people that have the power to lead. I mean, we can sit here on this show and I can we can criticize what's going on and we can speak passionately in favor of, of Douglas Mackey or Donald Trump being persecuted or any anybody else being persecuted. But the fact is, until Republicans with real power start wielding that power, it's going to keep going. Right. So I'm going to go back to what I said years ago. Yeah. Those Republicans never make it 
passed or even into a primary. They're destroyed long before that time. There are some good ones. They they need to do something. They need to speak up. I mean, just look at what happened with the speaker with the speaker's race. 19 Republicans out of 221 made changes to the world. But even then, look how many people said that was stupid and a waste and and counterproductive. I mean, there was a lot of pushback even from great conservatives against that. I happen to have always been in favor. And I think, yeah, they did accomplish something. Now, bottom line, will something change? I thought that was great. I thought that was really good. They were willing to put it all on the line for that. Yep. And really, really stick their necks out. So, all right, Mike, last word. Since you're in a minority today. I'm in a minority. <laughs> this proves okay. that the Jews do control the world. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I didn't have anything particular to, to highlight from this week. So uh, I got to tell you, I love our co-hosts, but you guys were on fire today. <laughs> so you're setting the bar very high for when Ed P gets back we believe he's back next week daniel time permitting because he's five hours later than we are so we have to see next mm -hmm. week the time and date are to be announced and then we'll be back to our regular wednesday afternoon at 5 45 so i'm a political arsonist that's what you're trying to say. we were on fire yeah. you guys yes <laughs> you were absolutely awesome today proud to know you happy holidays to our jewish and christian yeah. brothers Oh, wait, happy Passover. Happy There's a Muslim Easter. one going on now, isn't there? Ramadan. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. Have a great night, folks. <laughs>